Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and I want to talk about hatred today, and the reason being because, well, there's lots of reasons, right? Do I need a reason to talk about hatred? But I have a few. Now, I think hatred has taken over. If you don't hate Trump, you're not a good Democrat. If you don't hate the Pope, the Queen, and the Ukrainians, you're a bad Republican. You're a rhino. And tolerance for different opinions seems to be somehow equated to complicity, right? And that's a shame, in my opinion, because if you're not with me, you're against me, seems to be ruling the roost nowadays. And while that may be true in some circumstances, I don't think it's true in every single circumstance. Now, more and more people are hating elections and would rather secede from America or even worse, engage in a civil war against an enemy that they can't even identify. Because I ask people when they say, oh, we're headed towards civil war. And I go, yeah, who are you going to shoot at? They never have an answer, ever. They can make generalities. Oh, Antifa, the left. Huh? You're just going to randomly go, hey, you look like a leftist. Pew, pew, pow, pow. Of course not. That would be crazy. But yet this is the conversation that comes from different people at different times. It's called frustration is really what it's called. And, and this is a problem. To that I say, what in the name of propaganda is going on? This is why I like to talk about worldview a lot. And I rely on my own worldview as often as I can, pretty much for everything. Because it's our lens, the way we see the world that influences so much of what we do. For example, will we love or will we hate? That's based on your worldview. When you look at all this rampant crime and killing and disregard for human life, this is because they have a worldview where life doesn't matter. And clearly, God's not at the center of their worldview. It's probably them, their survival, that's at the center of their own worldview. And, and this is evident right now. It's very evident for many different reasons. Uh, for example... I went to uh, dinner the other day with some family and some uh, friends, and it was uh, interesting because I might do this, right? I might be here and uh, talk about Joel Baboso Biden. I make fun of Biden on the radio and uh, on the podcast, and I talk about Nancy Labruja Pelosi, and I got names for everybody, que mala eres, and all of that. But it's not like if I were to go to uh, a dinner, any formal function, that if somebody were to bring something up or make a comment, uh, that I'd go, oh, hold on a second. Hey, yeah, no, 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 hold on. You got that all wrong. No, I'm not some sort of opinion police. I, I do it when I'm on, right? I'm paid to do it during the time that I'm on. I don't walk around life trying to correct every wrong I see. 
And because I, I believe in tolerance, I really do. And I think it would be intolerant for me to do otherwise. Like, for example, let's just say I was at a dinner and somebody were to mention something that even remotely resembled or brings up Trump. And they were to say, ew, right? Because that actually happened, right? I was at a dinner where somebody, you know, one end of the table mentioned something about, about you know, but when Trump did whatever, uh, and it wasn't the whatever they were going ew about. It was the mention of the name Trump. This person, a grown individual, just stopped what he was doing. The conversation he was having had a, a quick pause, shrugged his shoulders, and went, ew. And I found that just so interesting that he needed to go out of his way to stop the current conversation he was having, to chime in on a conversation that was, you know, to his right, to, to say, ew. Because he wanted to be on the record as having disdain for Trump. Now... I made a comment at one point during the dinner, and I said something like, um, you know, this, that, and whatever. It, it was a very neutral comment, and it had more to do with inflation than anything. But I said something, and, and now we're, you know, we're stuck with Biden. Uh, and that was it. Uh, and again, I could see how that might be misconstrued if you're a fan of Biden's. But honestly, I don't know that there are fans of Biden's. But the point I'm making is I've never gone out of my way to comment on somebody's social media post saying, oh my gosh, you like so-and-so? You, you like AOC or you like Joe Biden? I've never done that. I've never done it. I, I, I might uh, comment on a policy. I might do something like that. But I really don't go out of my way to comment on individual people's opinions. I really don't. I might say something to AOC or at AOC, but I'm not going to you know, disparage you because you think differently than, than I do. Of course, I'd, I want to have that debate, but somehow... That's even gone out the window, so I typically don't engage. Now, I say all of this to say that I, I think we're, we're at a place where we need to have more healthy discussion. You have an old friend, uh, an old high school friend that is in practice as an attorney now, and when we have a conversation, recently had a conversation, their feeling was that they're embarrassed that Joe Biden is a Democrat. And this person's a Democrat, a very liberal one, progressive one, if that. And I've never said I can't be your friend because you have a liberal progressive mindset and, and I hate what you're doing to America. I, I don't do that. I say you're my friend from high school and you think differently than me and we'll have differences of opinions. I might say Yankees, you might say Mets, I might say Trump, you might say Biden or Sanders or whatever. I, I can't engage in the politics of hate if they're engaging in the politics of hate because we can't all engage in these politics, right? Or can we? I, I don't think we should. I know that I won't because that's not the worldview that I espouse. Now, when I talk about worldview, I'm using the, I guess, the dictionary definition of worldview, which is a particular philosophy of life or conception of the world. And mine is kind of through the lens of, of my faith as I understand it. Now, this doesn't make me a holy roller. It doesn't make me anything. I'm, you know, um, what is it that Paul said? Uh, a wretch, perhaps, you know, the worst among them. Uh, a sinner, clearly. And I, I do strive to fulfill, you know, the tenets of my faith. But there's days where I fail miserably at that. And, you know, you can call me a bad Christian or a fake one or a hypocritical one. And that's fine. That's your opinion. And you're allowed to do that. Uh, sometimes I say that to myself. But the bottom line here is that... I just think we need to have more productive relationships, conversations, interactions with humanity as a whole for the sake of them being humanity, 
for the sake of this being our fellow man, our neighbor, not because of some particular political affiliation or, or anything of that nature, right? So, you know, I feel like there are so many conversations that are, you know, vax or unvax. Who gives a damn? I know I don't if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed. I really don't. I don't feel like it's my job. I know some people do. And if you've been called to that, then, you know, good for you. But I don't feel called to tell every last person that that has taken the vaccine that they're going to drop dead somehow. And, hey, you ever notice how many people, young, healthy people, athletes, they just keep dropping dead? I don't know. It just seems so odd. I, th- that's not my job. Why, why on earth would I engage? What would the purpose of that be? To prove myself right somehow? To make them feel like garbage? If I like this person, if this is a person in my family or my, uh, my friend or, or someone that I actually care about, why on earth would I take that approach? So I have to ask myself, what is the purpose of my conversation? All right, anyway, I'm bringing this up because I, just, I see so much of this lately. And I think people talk and they don't realize what their aim is, their purpose. What is, what is your goal here? And it seems like their goal is to humillar, right? In Spanish, we'd say humiliate, to humiliate this other person into accepting their belief on either side. You know, how could you like Trump? Now I have to sit here and vindicate myself and somehow uh, prove to you that I have a philosophy that you agree with, which allows me to like Trump or vice versa. How could you not get vaccinated? Or how could you get vaccinated? I think, dude, get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. Hate Trump. Don't hate Trump. I mean, that all mismo. To me, it's the same thing. You live your life and I live mine. And we coexist at some point. And there's things that we don't have to get into a fight about all the time. This is just my thought, my philosophy, because I think we're, we're reaching such a toxic level of society where it, 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 there's no productive aspect of calling out your fellow man on anything. There's really nothing. Pro- it's not like they're going to go, man, you, you make a brilliant point. Thank you so much for your correction, my brother. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen at all. Instead, we're going to take mediocre relationships and turn them into bad ones or non-existent ones. So I think our focus needs to be on love and hate. Is my purpose here to love this person or is my purpose here to hate this person? Is what I'm saying going to be looked at as a loving statement or a hateful one? And put it in one or the other. If if we're going to be polarizing, let's be polarized by love and hate. I know for me, I don't want to be hateful, but I I can definitely be hateful. All you got to do is call me at my other job, right, where I'm um, doing the live call-in portion of the Levin Show and screening the calls for the right people to go on the air. And when people call and Mark may be talking about, I don't know, Israel or or the Constitution, and they call and say, you know what I want to talk about? How, you know, we haven't done much in the area of term limits, well, what does that have to do with Israel or the Constitution, right? Absolutely nothing. You know, so when you're getting a 1,000 calls an hour, it makes it very, very challenging, and it forces me to be very curt, and people may think, oh, this guy's a big jerk. Anyway, the point is, everybody can be a jerk, but do we have to be a jerk all the time? Certain situations may warrant our jerkiness, but do we need to be a jerk in every situation with every person? Because there's a lot of hate in this world. There's a bunch of articles that I want to cite today because I look at them and they're appalling to me. I mean, listen to this headline. Louisiana mom FaceTimed her ex to show she'd slit his kids' throats. These are children that they share together. And the child that she killed was a baby. Listen to this, New York Post. A disturbed Louisiana mom repeatedly video called her ex after slitting their two young kids' throats. 
showing him his daughter gasping for air before she died, according to the harrowing court documents of the unspeakable crime. Can you believe this? Janae, her first name is Janae, last name is Pettisclo. P-E-D-E-S-C-L-A-U-X, Pettisclo. 31 years old, called her ex, Jermaine Roberts, to tell him that she'd damaged his vehicle amid their bitter child custody battle and that she'd planned to kill herself and their children rather than go to jail. She FaceTimed him. He got through. He saw the whole thing on video. The guy freaks out. He runs to the house, breaks in, and is able to take the kids bleeding to the emergency room. She showed them the actual children with their throats slit on a video call. How sick is this? Covered in blood, Ms. Pettisclo at some point went on Facebook Live to blame her ex for the bloodbath, saying, quote, and there's screenshots of this. I'm sure Facebook is now taking it down, but there's a screenshot here. It says, my children is dead. I'm done. She howled in the distressing video. I'm done with life, and it's all Jermaine's fault. I'm killing myself. I'm done. And here's a picture of her in a tank top uh, covered in blood with some sort of uh, headscarf on, I guess to protect her hair. The kid's dad called the cops, took him to the hospital. I mean, this is, this is so disturbing. These little kids are little. The father arrives. The little girl is foaming at the mouth. Despite multiple life-saving procedures, Paris is her name, she was soon pronounced dead due to hemorrhagic shock and other injuries, which included a cut on her neck down to her spine with cuts to the chest and shoulders. The little boy, Jay Sion, is his name. He remained intubated in critical condition as of Monday. Heartbreaking. The little girl was four years old. The little boy is two years old. I hate to start off a show like this with this type of news. But again, when you see this, I'll be very frank with you. The first thing that goes through my head is I'll give you a hundred bucks if you show me these people voted for Trump. And the reason why is not because I'm trying to uh, make angels out of people that are Trump supporters. It has nothing to do with Trump at all. It has to do with what the MAGA movement stands for, which is really trying to make things better again, make America great again, to a time in life where where everybody took care of their kids and loved their kids and things were better than they are today. And I think people that support a movement like that are people that care about children, people that care about their neighbor, people that care about what's good and holy in life, and they don't want to go and slash throats. I'm not saying they're exempt from it. I'm just saying it's highly improbable. It's unlikely in my opinion. Now, if you want to tag me on an article that says Trump supporter slashes, you know, two-year-old's throat, then go right ahead, and I'll stand corrected on that one article. But I bet you these people are, are godless secularists that believe in everything that comes out of the mouth of the, the crazies on the left. And I can't help but think this is translating now into their own mental illness, their own disdain for life, and how it's hurting children. Heartbreaking. Now, I read another story right out of Brooklyn, beach I grew up going to, Coney Island Beach. New York City mom suspected of drowning her kids, all three of them. Now, the Post adds a caveat. I don't know why they add this caveat, but they added a caveat to the headline. It says, NYC mom suspected of drowning her three kids was facing eviction, comma, battling custody issues. To me, the headline here is New York City mom suspected of drowning her three kids. That's the story. Nobody really cares if she's facing eviction or custody because guess what? Lots of people face eviction and custody and 0%, maybe um, maybe less than 1% of them, drown their children. 
just like that other lady who was in a, a custody battle. Now, if you're going to say, well, look, Rich, you're creating a trend. It seems like people that are in custody battles harm their children. If that's the case, then we got to do a better job in protecting kids when there's a bitter custody dispute going on. Now, of course, we can't prote- protect and prevent every single bad thing from happening. My God, another situation where I'm going to look at this and say, are these a bunch of Trumpers? And the reason I say that is because, again, it has nothing to do with Trump. It has more to do with people that are on this, this MAGA movement, on the Trump train, if you will, are people that are sick and tired of seeing bad things. They want to see good things. They want to see children prosper. They don't want to hear stories like this. But this mom was getting evicted. You know, it's almost written in a way where it's like if, if she weren't getting evicted, these kids would be alive. And whether that is true or not, this is not how we handle with the woes of life. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I think everybody here clearly understands that and knows that. Anyway, there's more to come straight ahead. I know I don't want to be too, uh, too much of a Debbie Downer with this program, but I want to show you the differences that we have here in life. And if you think I'm off base or I'm, I'm talking out of school, let me know on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. Looking forward to hearing your comments. I am Rich Valdez. More to come right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs can make a difference every day. That's why we're bringing back our daily medium sub special. Enjoy a different handcrafted medium sub at a special price for every day of the week. From Meatball Monday to Italian Sunday. Get it for a limited time only at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your pickup order. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. Oh, he's so handsome. What's his name? Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And we're talking about worldview. And it's interesting how worldview comes into play in just about everything. I mean, whether it's your personal life, your professional life, your your parochial view on things, whether it's religion, your faith, whatever. And uh, I see a headline here in the New York Daily News. It says, Benched Brooklyn judge's alleged homophobic racist remarks preceded removal from the bench. Now, again, I don't know what the, uh, what the, uh, what the purpose of communicating this was, but uh, I think it's really to say, here's what she said, right? Because really that's what the article goes into. It says, Explosive new court papers accuse a Brooklyn surrogate court judge Uh, who's been booted from the bench last year of spewing racist and anti-gay remarks. Okay, I think that's probably where this is coming from. 
denouncing Hispanics as promiscuous liars and ranting that homosexuality is an abomination. So I would say that for a judge who's typically pretty um, astute in the law to do something as dumb as what they're alleging here, um, maybe they caught her on tape, maybe they caught her here. Let's see what happens, right? We'll continue to read on because I did read the article, but uh, I have questions of my own here. There's a picture of the woman. Her name is the Honorable uh, Harriet Thompson. She's here wearing a black robe with a with a hood similar to uh, the hood you would wear, not a hood that goes over your head, but the hood that hangs over the robe, like when you get a doctorate degree or master's degree or whatever. Um, and there's you know there's that it goes around your your neck there, uh, and and this is like a kinte cloth, you know, um, the African um, imprint or design, I should say. So anyway, it goes on here. Now she says that. She ranted that homosexuality is an abomination. This is an affidavit from the chief administrative judge, Lawrence Marks, blah, 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 saying that Judge Thompson said these things in the presence of U.S. court system personnel. Now, again, the article reads on, the fiery words were preceded by her abrupt removal back in December. This is what they say that she said. I hate these gay white men, she's quoted saying in the document, while later declaring gay, racist, and a word that starts with F and ends with S. Trying to ruin me and get me. Being gay is an abomination to mankind. The Holy Ghost is going to get them, end quote, is what they're alleging that she said. Thompson's vile speech also included a remark that she uh, assumed that one of the litigants was a liar in a case involving anyone with a Hispanic-sounding surname, according to the 20-page Brooklyn Supreme Court filing obtained by Daily News. They have a deceitful trait that goes way back to biblical times, she was quoted as saying. These men are always stealing, and the women are no better. They lie, steal, and use their vaginas for anything they want, quote-unquote, said Judge Thompson. <laughs> Thompson, now seeking to vacate the order from Marx, uh, says that this is a political hit job. I got to tell you, it looks like a political hit job to me. Uh, I don't think people are this dumb, but hey, the burden of proof is on them to continue to prove this. And she says that she's entitled to her day in court because these are categorically false allegations. Now, this thing goes on. She accused her female colleagues of trading sexual favors for their seats on the bench, labeling one woman as, quote, part of that group of hoes and describing another black judge as a house N-word and a puppet for the white man, according to court papers. She particularly um, made a callous comment to another judge and said she got what she deserved, end quote, when the judge was, another judge, was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease, according to the court papers, and said that there is another court worker that is likely a prostitute and suggested that her boyfriend is pimping her. <laughs> I mean, either the person that came up with this has a great uh, and overactive imagination, or maybe these things really did happen because, I mean, they are, um, they are fitting of a particularly kind of interesting character. Now, uh, they go on with their back and forth and their back and forth, and she's arguing that they're making this up and the other people are saying it didn't happen. Uh, I'm guessing that there's probably some truth somewhere in between where somebody said something that might have been off color or maybe taken out of context, and the other person said, oh, you know, I don't like the way you said that about me, and I'm going to drag you. And that's what's happening. It looks like she's getting dragged, and she dragged somebody, and that's why this whole thing is happening. And this is a piece by uh, Molly Crane Newman and... 
one other person who I want to give attribution to, because I didn't say those things, Larry McShane, New York Daily News, and that was on September 11th that they published that. But it's interesting to me that it seems like they are also guided by their hate-filled worldview. So it comes back to worldview. We have to focus on how is it that we see the world. So many of us are pragmatic. So many of us want to see the world through happy and friendly and peppy eyes. I know I do. I don't want to see the worst in people. I want to see the best in people. But I realize that there are bad things, bad moments, bad people, and bad occasions that people rise to, myself included, where we are not our best and we don't do things that we're super proud of. And we have to take that into the totality of everything. But at the end of the day, are we being guided or are we being guided by uh, love or by hate? And this includes in our politics, right? Are people being taught to hate America? Are people being taught to hate the Constitution? Are people being taught systemically that this is a bad country? Are the Marxists taking over? Well, Daniel Scheite, he's the author of of a new book that's coming up. Uh, He's going to join me in the next segment. He's going to break it down for us. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. The 45th President, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And as promised, we've got Dan Scheide with us. He is the author and professional speaker, by the way, of the new book, American Gaslighting, How America's Being Systemically Taught to Hate Itself. Now, I think this is remarkable because this is constantly in the news. We hear about these struggles against the crazy Marxist, lunatic, radical left and how Marxism is taking over so many institutions. And I think it's important for us to figure out exactly uh, how it's happening, why it's happening, and who some of the culprits are. So, Dan Scheite, welcome to This is America. Thank you, Rich. It's a great day to be an American. Amen to that, my brother. So let, let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, the, the title is provocative. I hope everybody that's listening right now is running to Amazon and buying two copies, one for themselves, one as a gift. But give us a taste of, of you know, what inspired you to write the book. So, Rich, I'm a patriot, um, as you are, and uh, many people who uh, have a great, deep and abiding love for their country and for all Americans, regardless of their political views. I feel that this nation is spiraling down the drain. It's a purposeful, systemic, as I say in the title, uh, ploy 
It's what we used to call in the military a psychological operation or psyops designed specifically to uh, remake American society. And um, it's not going to get better from here because our Constitution is uh, one of the finest uh, ever written uh, by mankind. And uh, anything that's subversive and subverts our, our country is not going to be good for America. Now, Dan, I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir here with me. I agree with you 100 percent. And as you're describing it, uh, because you're, you're so eloquent in your description of it, it almost sounds like you're describing the Chinese cultural revolution. Very much so. Okay, a lot of the tactics uh, that were used in China by Mao are being repeated here. Uh, Everything from infiltration of the education system, uh, uh, undermining of parental rights, separating children, basically, uh, or the responsibility for children, uh, placing it in the hands more of schools than in the hands of parents. Um, Things like um, vaccinating your kids without the requirement of having to tell their parents all kinds of things like that. Those were things that were done in China where the state basically takes ownership of children. It uh, controls all the information and so forth. And even today, you see what's going on with uh, the social credit uh, system uh, mm-hmm. in China where people can no longer move around if they are deemed not to be in the, the best of uh, you know, position with the state relevant to are you a good communist? So that's starting to happen here. And so, um, yeah, it very much resembles um, what you said. No doubt about it. When you say that's starting to happen here, what specifically are you referring to? Um, How about uh, ESG? Have you heard of ESG? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically, that's a a social credit score for corporations. Uh, If you don't tow the leftist orthodoxy and you don't uh, follow what they tell you with regard to environment, your social uh, engineering, sustainability stuff, then uh, you're going to run afoul. Just like, uh, you know, uh, denying oil companies ability to access capital for new drilling projects, right? Because they are not, uh, you know, conforming to your environmental policies of, uh, of going green. So ESG is a great example. Uh, can- cancel culture is, is well, another Before one you go into cancel you- culture, uh, Dan, I just want to, for the audience, the ESG is this score that's uh, environmental, social, and governance. And you're 100% right. And with respect to what you're about to bring up, cancel culture, I just wanted you to also kind of include in there how the domination of the lexicon and the domination of academia, where it's, it's, there's no more heterodoxy. It's kind of like it's hard left all day, every day, my way or the hard way. And I feel that this is how they're able to change language, change definitions. It's how they're able to say we're not in a recession and, and, and just kind of get away with it. Exactly. You know, and especially applying uh, destructive labels like, you know, uh, racist, homophobe, um, you know, anytime you uh, you don't uh, extremist agree with the orthodoxy, um, you know, and um, uh, now, now there's a, a, a new one, you know, as far as the changing of, of words, you know, minor attracted persons. Uh, have you heard that? I have. I actually heard a clip. Uh, I wish I had it to play it for you. I think you'd be disgusted, but it's it's eye opening of a teacher correcting a student, a boy named Diego. And she says, now, Diego, you can't do that. We can't mistreat people and judge people because they're attracted to five year olds. Wow. 
I, I was floored <laughs> when I heard that. I have two kids. They're big now, two little girls, one 16, one 21, but they were little kids once, and I'm as vigilant now as I was then. And I, I'm floored that other parents aren't disgusted and up in arms about this. So I think that it's a matter of education. I think the word's starting to get out there. Uh, but, you know, the problem is, is that anytime you speak against it, it's considered hate speech, you know, and I, I, I maintain, like I said, a deep abiding love for my country and a love for my fellow man. I really try to live that at the, the best of my ability. Sometimes the truth is difficult to hear. It mm. doesn't make it hate speech. That's 100 percent right. Folks, we're on with Daniel Scheite. He's the author of American Gaslighting, How America's Being Systemically Taught to Hate Itself. It's a brand new book. You can get it on Amazon.com. I would definitely recommend getting two copies, one for yourself, one that you can give away to somebody. I think these are the things that people that are interested and want to be engaged, they need to read this stuff and understand this stuff. And most of the people in talk radio are up to speed on a lot of things. But yet daily, more and more people, at least for me, they come to me and they say, you know what? We have to sound the alarm. This stuff is getting out of hand. And I feel that it's so important for all of us to kind of do our duty to make sure that other parents are aware, that our neighbors are aware of what's going on. Because too many people take this for status quo and think that it's okay for the president of the United States to say that ultra-maga extremists are semi-fascist threats to America. You know, I think that's totally out of hand. And to me, it's it's just really troubling. Now, you're supposed to be doing the talking, not me, but you hit a nerve, right, Dan? (laughs) You're good at this. Uh, Because this is an important topic in my opinion tell us uh sure. i guess in a nutshell um you know what really stood out in the book for you what's your favorite part and what can readers expect my favorite part i mean you know i'm biased i, I love the whole thing me too <laughs> right <know>? I, <laughs> uh, uh, I love my show yeah. go right ahead <laughs> yeah so uh but my favorite part i think is it's it's really a the framework of the book really not so much a specific part but the framework it's very important because, you know, I, I'm also a, a coach by nature and I like to, to teach people and help them learn. And one of the things I did in the book is I tried to create an instructive framework that takes people through history, but not in a deep sense, like where it overwhelms people, examines human nature and then presents to you the leftist tactics that uh, are used constantly to affect the way we think and the way we interact with each other, because, you know, they're interested in um, creating the maximum amount of uh, divisiveness in the country, correct? So this framework of the book, I think, is, uh, is important, and it's all done within the context of logical reasoning, because by training, I'm an engineer, I'm a very logical person, uh, I believe in objective truth, it exists, otherwise mathematics wouldn't exist, and the Verrazano Bridge would fall over. <laughs> so, um, you know, objective truth exists and logical reasoning is a, is a major factor of that. So that framework is really what I like best about how the book uh, came out. So as a coach and looking at the framework of the book, uh, because I, I like the approach that you took, I think it's, it's very kind of apolitical, if you will. It's very logic based. And, and I think that's appealing to people who might have left leaning family members that may need to take a look at something like this and say, you know, why do I need a book on gaslighting? Well, I think people are very susceptible to gaslighting and there's a ton of examples in history. But tell us a little bit about, you know, some of these examples in history and then why people are so susceptible to to getting gaslit. So, you know, basically gaslighting, let's talk a little bit about what it is, because some people think, well, why isn't it just simple lying? But gaslighting is more than simple lying because it's really designed to make people 
uh, doubt the reality that they see right in front of them. Mm. And the term comes from a screen, uh, a, a play, actually, that was later made into a movie uh, about a man who deliberately is trying to drive his wife crazy. So it would go something like this as a rough example. You know, the husband says, uh, you know, honey, I need you to give me the, the shopping list because I'm going to go to the store. And she says, I gave it to you yesterday. And he says, no, you didn't. And she said, yeah, I distinctly remember it. And no, you didn't. And it's constantly that messaging there that finally, you know, gets the, the wife to believe that she's, she's losing it, right? And uh, they use a, a whole bunch of different tactics like uh, projection. They do exactly uh, the thing that, um, that, you, uh, that they accuse you of, right? So they accuse you of lying when in turn they are actually doing the lying and so forth. You know, so the projection is a major part of it. Uh, and then uh, uh, blatant lies. And we don't have to go th very far into, into history because all the things I'm going to tell you right now are basically current. Like the, the left is saving our democracy. Uh, <laughs> fascism is a right-wing ideology. Uh, America is systemically and irredeemably racist. And the founding fathers have no credibility because they were white men, right? So these are all you know, blatant lies, okay, that are, are constantly, you know, barraging the American public with these things. And, you know, it's, it's like what the Nazis did, you know, the bigger the lie, the more often you tell it, the more it becomes people's reality. It's a sad truth that we're in, folks. That's Daniel Scheite. He's the author of the book, American Gaslighting, How America's Being Systemically Taught to Hate Itself. And I guess final point here to you, Dan, is why is some nefarious person or group trying to get Americans to hate America? So this is where people say, okay, conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theories are only theory until they become conspiracy fact. Okay. Now I've traveled enough around the world to, to see other cultures and, and to understand. And I just got back from Italy and you would be amazed at how identical the political conversation and all of the political infighting is to what's going on in America. It is a direct carbon copy. So this tells me, number one, it's coordinated. It is extremely coordinated. I think the whole thing is designed to really remake Western society. And there are people that are advocating it. Okay. Like I believe the, um, uh, you have, uh, NGOs that are supported by George Soros. There are people in the World Economic Forum that are advocating it. And then there are the people on the sidelines who stoke it because they benefit, like the media? Chinese government, the Russian government. Ah. Okay. They're, they'll be winners in this process. Unbelievable. Well, Dan, I, I really want to thank you for your time because this is ultimately um, probably the, the most important issue of the day. And like you said, it comes down to education. People need to be aware and know exactly what's going on. And I know in the book you get into the media, you get into social media companies and how they've become propagandists and tools of the left. And this is stuff that, I, again, it's rudimentary, it's basic, but it's so important that I think everybody who's listening uh, have a good fundamental under understanding of and be able to articulate that and explain it to others 
because uh, we're in a battle, in my opinion, an information war like we've never been in before, at least in my lifetime. And I'm a pretty young guy, but I haven't seen it like this, nor do I remember something like this happening in our history in America. We've seen things like this happen in Europe. We've seen it happen in other places overseas. Uh, I don't know that we were attacked uh, by propaganda this hardcore in America uh, before as we are now. So I want to thank you for writing the book, and I want to thank you for being here today. You're very welcome, Rich. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. Again, that's Daniel Scheite. He's the author of American Gaslighting, How America's Being Systemically Taught to Hate Itself. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And they're after your kids. They are after your kids. I repeat, they're after your kids. Now, Rich, why do you got to be such a fear-monger demagogue? Why are you so uh, over the top? My goodness, just because some people have some extreme views doesn't mean they're after your kids. Well, I want you to listen to this. Now we have more breaking news right now. Chicago police say a man offered a mother money in exchange for her little girl. When that mom said no, he tried to kidnap the five-year-old. This happened just before noon yesterday on Fullerton near Laramie. Now here is this new video from police. You can see the man walking by the mom and daughter. At first, it looks like he just walks past them. Then you see here he stops to talk to them. Police say that's when he offered the mom money for her daughter. As the mom tries to walk away, you can see the suspect. Here it is. He attempts to grab that child and snatch her away. Such a scary situation. The mom and daughter were able to get away safely. Police are searching for that man, but asking people in that neighborhood to spread the word about this and to stay on alert. Stay on alert is right. They're trying to get your kids. Now, of course, nobody wants to believe me on this stuff, right? When I say that, but you know what? There's a mom who I happen to follow on Instagram, her her, uh, handle is Spanglish Generation, and she typically comments on communism and She's a Cuban refugee and how she sees changes that are reminiscent of of Cuba um, here in the United States. And I I find her take pretty interesting. But today she broke from that tradition of commenting on communism and spoke about a children's book. Listen to this. So moms and dads, I want you to take a look at this book. It's called Just the Tip. I saw another creator do uh, some videos on this book. And I was trying to understand it. Now the book screams, I'm a five-year-old who loves Peppa Pig and the color pink. Until you read that title, and as an adult, you're like, wait a minute, what you mean just a tip? Sure enough, when you open the book, the book is really meant for an adult to understand. Unless it's a child that has been exposed to explicit sexual content and then they would get a grip of what's going on. It deals with a little mouse that is a painter. Follow me here, use your imagination, okay? Get creative. I'm going to be as G-rated as possible. The book is written in very short sentences for a child to be able to understand. And this little artist mouse has a paintbrush and he plays alone with his paintbrush because he has no paint and he dreams of the day in which he finds paint. And his neighbor 
she has paint, but she doesn't have a paintbrush. So all she does is uh, play with the paint with her fingers. Because she doesn't have a paintbrush. Until one day they meet and they play with each other. And it describes how she touches the tip of the brush and strokes the brush. And I ask you, is this appropriate? And some people say, I, I read the Amazon review, some people say it's genius. This book is really meant for adults. If you're an adult, a grown up, and you need this to be funny as a conversation starter in your coffee table, on your coffee table, I'm sorry for you. What is this? It certainly appeals to children because it looks like a children's book. It reads like a children's book, but the content is extremely, extremely sexual. Why do I make this video? Just so you are aware. This is not the only book out there like this. There are many things. There is a lot of content that looks like it's meant for children, but it's really meant for adults. And it's getting more hardcore as we go on. Some people say children would never understand the double sense in the book. They would never understand the double meaning. Children are younger and younger being exposed by their friends, on social media, on these iPads and all these games that you have no control over to explicit sexual content. Trust me, a lot of them understand. Mom and dad, this content is out there. Be aware. Keep your eyes open. We need to keep our eyes open. Children are being exposed to this in the public school classroom, in the public library. That's what's going on here. This is the systemic desensitization of your children as it pertains to their sexuality. Because the school, the teacher, the mind bender, the mind worker, whatever they want to call themselves, the pervert, in my opinion, they want to pervert the innocence of your child, even if your child may have had their own run-ins. But this book is designed for kindergartners. This is a, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12, 15, maybe 20-page book with very large print. This is for young readers. It's disgusting, and it's not cool. The double entendre is uh, something that should be, like she said, for adults, not something for children. Are we trying to have the teachers enjoy themselves or get a giggle out of it while they're teaching your children? Absolutely unacceptable. And when Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, he decides to weigh in on these things, people want to say things that, you know, he's Ron this and Ron that, and he's just wrong on everything. But I got to say, I think DeSantis is spot on when he talks about this stuff. Check this out. Look, guys, this is not rocket science, okay? You do not have pornographic materials in elementary school or middle school. I think he's 100% right. Go DeSantis and go every parent that's out there like Moms for America and the parent groups that are out there that are rattling cages and shaking up the status quo to protect children because that's our number one priority. That's all I've got for this week. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. 
Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.